had no money. We were $80,000 in debt. My wife was like, I'll give you three months. You can go get your real estate license and sell real estate. You can't spend any money if you don't have any. You're going to have to put it on a credit card. And if you do that, you fail. Then you need to go find a way to pay that credit card off. I'm like, great. The first right. year ends. And I had made over $300,000. Welcome to the Financial Freedom Fast Podcast. The show that teaches you how to buy back your time and live life on your terms. Learn how to confidently leave your nine to five from guests who've done it themselves. Whether you want to lay on a beach, travel the world, or focus on your passions, this show will give you the tools to do what you want when you want. Now, here's your host... Matt Amabile. What is up, Financial Freedom Fast family? Today is Fastest Way to 10K Wednesday. So as you know, our guest will jump into the way that they would recommend you build up $10,000 of passive income for yourself so you can quit your job and reach financial freedom fast because that is what we are all about. We've got John Brooks on today. John has created his success by making other people successful. He's built up a real estate brokerage where he trains agents to be successful and gives them the techniques and strategies that they need to make themselves unique and stand out in the marketplace. He's built up an incredibly impressive net worth at a young age. He's truly an inspiration and an exciting man to talk to. Really excited for you guys to get some incredible, incredible value out of today's episode. So without further ado, let's jump into the pod. Ladies and gentlemen, here is John Brooks. John has created something pretty amazing for himself. He built a bunch of different real estate companies and a portfolio with his wife, and they make over $100,000 every single month. John, how old are you? I'm 31. 31, 31 years old. Why don't we start off by telling everyone a bit about what you built up for yourself and how you built this $100,000 monthly income? Sure. Uh, how far back do you want me to go? <laughs> uh, let's go from the very beginning. Where'd you start off? I think that goes back to graduating college. I went to Virginia Tech. I graduated. It was just 10 years ago, so it's been a, it's been like a decade and I was a finance major there and I graduated and I went to a big four accounting firm in Washington DC and I worked there as a quantitative guy and an analyst and I started to realize pretty quickly that living in my mom's basement and trekking a mile to the metro in the snow in the winter and getting yelled at by your manager cuz you cuz the metro didn't come in was not like a very good lifestyle. And my then girlfriend, Brittany, now wife, she was living in a sunroom with three other girls. The costs were so high in Washington, D.C. It was like hyper competitive. Everyone was absolutely brilliant. And I didn't really see a way out. I felt trapped, honestly, coming out of college in the W2 world. Like, what, what can we do differently? So I decided out of the blue that let's just move to another state. Let's get out of this environment and put ourselves in a different environment and see how things are going to go. So I convinced my girlfriend, Brittany, I didn't know she was going to come with me. I really wanted her to because, you know, I thought she was the one, but I, there was no guarantee. I was like, let's just relocate to Jacksonville, Florida. We're still on East Coast, close to family. 
and we're near the beach, which is what I want. Warmer weather. I'm sick of this snow. Man, like it was crazy. It was like a huge culture shock. We moved to Jacksonville, stayed stayed in the accounting company, was miserable. I was miserable. I mean, I was miserable to the point where I wanted to, like I was like having suicidal thoughts. Man, what if it was just easier if I just didn't do this crap? It was so depressing working for somebody else in a basement with no other family around, no friends, no no extra time, getting paid literally peanuts on the dollar. And I said, I have to do a different way. So actually quit that job, became a real estate investment banker. And it was an awesome job. And I learned so much about real estate from one of my mentors, who was a director that took me under his wing in such a short period of time. I was getting somebody with 25 years experience at a director level, basically talking with him six, seven hours a day. So it's a huge thing. Write that down. Get a mentor who knows what they're doing and do everything you can to stay in their good graces and add value to them. That was a huge lesson for me. And he he said, look, if you want to get to the next level, one of the things that you can do is go off on your own. And right at that time, there was a pay freeze at the company. If anyone knows anything about investment banking, the only reason you go into banking is for the bonus. At that time, they did a pay freeze and no bonuses that year. And I was going through my first real estate transaction. Me and Brittany were buying our first piece of property. And it was such a bad experience. The listing agent didn't have photos of the house. They didn't present our offer. I actually had to go knock the door of the seller and present our offer. The seller said I never actually got it. It's from some part-time agent that just had their license. They weren't taking it seriously. We bought. I sat there on the doorstep and bought the house from the seller on his <laughs> negotiated the deal. And I saw the commissions that the agent was making at the end of the transaction. And it was double what I made as an investment banker working 16 hours a day. And I had like five or six different licenses at that point for the banking. Wow. I was like, this is backwards. Like, how are they making that amount of money? And she did literally, not that she did zero, she literally made the transaction harder to I I said, I can do this better. I don't care. I had no money. We we're $80,000 in debt. My wife had a, another accounting job, which she was like, or she was my girlfriend at the time. She was like, I'll give you three months. You can go get your real estate license and sell real estate. You got three months. You need to figure it out. And you can't spend, you can't spend any money because you don't have any. You're going to have to put it on a credit card. And if you do that and you fail, then you need to go and find a way to pay that credit card off. I'm like, great. And then our first mortgage payment show up and we're like, oh, this is really tough. First year, I hustled. I was like, I don't have any, what do you do? What do you do when you're at zero? You're zero, no money, no database in a new market. What do you do? I went to my brokerage and I just started pinning, printing out flyers with, I didn't even think I had my headshot on. I just had my phone number and I just started door knocking my neighborhood. It had 1,500 homes in it, all around 200 to 300,000. I did it every single day. I just door knocked. I was like, I'm just going to go meet people, meet neighbors. I'd wake up at 5 a.m. in the morning, go put the sign in the balloons out outside the building, like hoping some, there'd be a walk-in. There was never a walk-in. And then I would sit at the front desk and take any phone calls. Mostly, they were renters. I worked renters to pay the gas. And then eventually, after two months, I door-knocked somebody's house. They said, I have a rental I want you to sell. I went and helped the dude <laughs> evict the tenant, helped him paint the house, get the smoke smell out of the house, and listed the property. I did open houses on that property every single weekend. It took, it took 80 days to sell this thing. My signs were, I got signs, I plastered them all up over the neighborhood. Four buyers and the seller down the street saw how hard I was working and gave me one of his listings, right? Now I'm on like month three. So now I've got four buyers and two sellers, month three, $0 invested. And 
I just took advantage of it. I treated everybody. I never missed a phone call. I took care of everybody. I did exactly what they wanted to do. Out of those four, I got two referrals. Right. I started realizing, okay, if you just provide people really good service, they're going to give you business that you don't have to work for. And I'm obsessed. And then I was like, okay, now I actually made money. So now I came in, I had $25,000 in like my fourth. I'm like, this is insane. $25,000 is so much money as a broke 24-year-old. Said so this amount is going towards debt. I And I know I'm a business owner. So now I'm going to invest a portion of the money that came in back into my business, right? Huge missed opportunity. Most people just go and blow the money. I'm going to reinvest this thing to make you go faster. I bought realtor.com leads back when they were $5 a lead. Now, while I was walking around door knocking all the homes, I was also taking the calls from realtor.com. So I was lead generating while I was lead generating. And if I was doing an house, I was also doing all my follow-up calls if there was no one else at that open house. So I was habit stacking. I was doing it all on top of each other. First right. year ends, I look back, 66 homes sold for wow. $12 in volume. And I had made three hundred over $300,000. Five not, times what I need a banking job. Not too bad of a start, huh? Yeah, yeah twenty for a 24-year-old. And you have to understand, my family was like, you are a moron. You are an absolute idiot. You left a cushy banking job to go become a real estate agent in Florida. <laughs> my other brother's a doctor. The other one's an engineer. They're both Ivy League educated. And I'm like the oddball that made this transition. I did not had some support. They're like, nah, maybe he's crazy enough where he can pull this off. It was just, and then once I hit that, everyone's like, this guy has got it. And it gave me this huge ego boost. The next year I got smarter. I started focusing on price point. I sold 74 homes my second year for 20 million because your price point determines your profitability. My right. third year, I looked at the numbers. I showed my wife, Brady, and I was like, if you, here's the d data in the Excel spreadsheet. You can make five times more working with me than you are as an investment banker. And investment bankers are very well paid at, at the company she was at. And she was like, the numbers tell the story. Thank you for putting the spreadsheet. She comes in, we crush it. We closed almost $40 million in our third year together. We tried to build a team. We were learning how to become leaders. We failed miserably at all of those things. We failed at hiring. Those are the things that you have to do when you're starting out. You just have to trial by fire, see where your weakness is, see where you need a coach or a mentor to continue to grow. And it exploded. Right. Three and a half years, we went from negative $80,000 in net worth to becoming a millionaire like, by doing this. And like nothing. So tell me so you got your start in the real estate space by becoming an agent. Then your wife saw the profitability here. You brought her on board. What did it look like building from there? Did you just go the agency way? You were selling houses and keeping the profit and saving it? Did you start investing yourself? What did your path look like after that? So the first thing we did was we reinvested back into the business and into ourselves and we kept our expenses so low. All right. So we did the math. Our expenses, our personal expenses were 10 to 12% of our income every single year. Right. The rest of it was pay down debt. That was the number one move. Hey, let's get rid of all the debt not completely just use every dollar to pay down debt. We still took 20 to 30% of our money and we're like, we're going to invest it back in the business and in coaching. We've spent over a half million dollars in coaching over the last seven years to reprogram ourselves for success. 
And we go find the best coach out there for the specific thing we want to learn. We ask hundreds of questions to these coaches. We don't just take anybody who's assigned to us. We ask questions. What's your validity? How long you've been coaching? Give us your success stories of other people that you've coached. Right. So we did all that. Then I decided I wanted to become a coach in 2019. Hated it. I hated the one-on-one conversation. I hated if I was going to invest all this time in somebody, even if they're paying me, if they don't go actually out and execute or do anything with it, it right. bothers me. And so I said, okay, I'm not good at coaching. It should just be one-to-many, not one-to-one and have a one-on-one conversation. So we decided in 2020 to open a real estate brokerage that was going to be for agents who want to build wealth, not just sell real estate. Because right, everybody just, a lot of companies, they just focus on units and volume. Right. Units, which are vanity metrics. They don't mean anything. If you have a lot of revenue and no profit, you're a poor business owner, honestly. So we're like, let's focus on the people that understand that they want to build profit, wealth, and have a lifestyle and have a way to financial independence. And let's have a conversation with real estate agents about that because that was not being talked about at our prior company. And instantly when we opened, we were like, if we just help four people have financial success, that would be awesome. We opened our doors and we had 40 people who wanted to join immediately. And we're like, okay, there's something here. So then we're like, let's build content for these people. Everything that we had learned, all the money we had spent for the coaches and trainers and development, all the speaking engagements that we've had, let's find a way to build a platform that's going to attract a certain type of agent that's growth-minded, positive attitude, no ego, just wants to get to the next level. And that meant denying. We had to deny over 200 agents in the last three years from joining the organization because they had problems with those issues. Now we have a platform where we accept a lot of different type of people and the system pushes them out if they have those problems. But at first, we were very consolidated. By the end of our first year, we had sold over $200 million in real estate. The second year, we had sold $550 million in real estate. And this year, we're on pace for $650 million. And we've grown 42% in headcount still this year, even with a declining market. And it's been phenomenal. And our ratio of agents joining versus leaving we have way more agents joining versus leaving, and the turnover ratio is very slim relative to our peers, more than 75% less than the peers that we compare ourselves to. So that's something that we judge. Hey, are we continuing to provide enough value to our agents where we're seeing their growth and they don't have a good reason to join another organization? So we're super proud of what we built. On top of that, we built a title company and a mortgage company. We failed an insurance company. We couldn't figure that one out. Maybe we'll revisit it later, but we had success with the mortgage company, the title company. We have a real estate team that also runs all of our personal deals. Along the way, I bought residential real estate. I've done flip. We've done burrs. I bought property from the foreclosure auction. We've invested in commercial burrs. I helped a friend of mine with their commercial real estate company that has over a thousand units. It's just an incredible opportunity that we've had these last seven years. Very grateful for them. And the goal is everything that we've learned, let's share it with others because right now the market is changing. We need the information that momentum in our group has developed and we're being more open with sharing the information. So three weeks ago, we just decided, my wife and I, let's just put this out on social media and see who is attracted to our content because we had never really done a big push on social and so far, people like the content. They like the conversation. They like the thought of, hey, it's not necessarily just about units and revenue. It's about net profit and wealth building and having a way out of this treadmill on every single day. 
And that's what really gets us excited about the future is there's so many more people that when they get access to this information, they act on it. It's going to make a huge difference in their life. I read what you're saying there about profitability. I know I heard in some past interviews you were in that there's some top producing agents out there who are putting up some stupid numbers, but they might be paying extraordinary amounts for the actual leads and lead acquisition there. So it really does come down to the profitability, even when you're buying a investment property. If one building, if you want 5,000 in passive income and you can find four buildings that'll make you $1,500 a month, you could get there by buying four buildings, or you could go buy 50 buildings that each make you $100 a month. So it all comes down to that profitability. So John, tell me, you have created a income of over $100,000 per month. You built that for yourself with your wife on your side. If you were in our listeners' shoes, let's say you had no assets at the time, and you were 24 years old, you're starting over, starting from scratch. What would be your way to go from $0 in passive income to $10,000 in passive income and being financially free? There's really easy ways to do this. If I was somebody starting right now, there's a clear path to 10K that you just have to sacrifice a little bit. Number one, you set your mindset up to the fact that you need to sacrifice things. So number one thing I would do is house hack. Honestly, you need to get buy a triplex, something like that. You live in it as your primary, rent out the other rooms. That covers all your living expenses. So that's the first thing I would do. The second thing I would do is if you're like a W-2, I would just start saving as much money as humanly possible. You need capital to be able to build your capital stack long term and get a return on investment. I would be buying anything that cash flows. Now, in this market, it's really hard to find something that cash flows with the way that interest rates are going. So if the market is telling you not to buy it, just hold your cash or put it in a short-term T-bill or something like that's going to give you four and a half percent. You don't have to what like you don't have to force it. It's really hard to fight a market that is going the opposite direction than you. Unless you're able to find some sort of niche to get deals under your belt, like wholesaling would be like a super fast way to go get business. The number one thing I would do is if you don't want to do that, you need to identify a skill set that you have that other people don't have. And you need to find a mentor who's an expert at that and learn everything you can from them and then find a way to create a social media brand around it and monetize it. That would be some way that I would do it. You want to niche down as far as you can to become a specialist because specialists in this world get paid the most amount of money. And that's true in any profession. So let's dig into a little bit on the mentor side, because you mentioned that earlier that you met this mentor during real estate investment banking. So it seems like mentors have been big throughout your progression as an investor. How would you suggest someone goes and finds a mentor for themselves? That's a great question. So first off, you have to find a mentor who's valid. (laughs) So that requires you asking a lot of questions. So if your goal would be, hey, I want to find somebody who can get me to $10,000 a month passive, you wouldn't want to, immediately you would cut off anybody who hasn't actually achieved that yet. So you have to understand that's 99% of people have not achieved $10,000 a month passive. So you're looking for 1%. So you're looking for the needle in the haystack. 
where do people with $10,000 a month passive income hang out? What mastermind groups are they in? What organizations are they involved with? They're probably on social media sharing that if there's somebody like like me who's on social media, I just want to help other people go find their path to go get financial independence. There's a lot of other people out there just like me that have the same mission. Go to these people's conferences, pay the price, pay the $500,000, go to these people's conferences, and then not only just go to them, show up, participate, and network your way through to get into these people's inner circles so you can start to understand the way that they think. Because if you start thinking like these people that are making this amount of money, you're eventually going to take actions that are similar to them because that's how it works. It starts with how you think. That starts with the content that's going in. You want to block out all the bad content, all the noise, and focus on all the good content that's going to allow you to grow. And that's going to require you probably to chop off some people in your life so you can level up and then add new people into your life who are at a different level for, for you. So it's basically top grading your entire network, your entire lifestyle, all of that, and start learning from people who are actually doing this. And the idea will come to you. There's not, hey, do this, do that. Every person is unique and wired a different way. And you have to figure out who am I as a person? How am I wired? What do I like to do on a day-to-day basis? We get, do this, for example, when somebody comes into Momentum Realty and they're a new agent or a struggling agent or they have a pain point they can't break through. We don't say, do this. We say, who are you? Let's focus on your personality profile. We're going to go look at three things, ease, excellence, and enjoyment. That's how you know you're operating from your strengths, the three E's, ease, excellence, and enjoyment. If you do not enjoy what you're doing, you're not going to do it consistently and you will not get the results that you're looking for. So that's a huge aspect of coaching the agents through for them to self-identify and take ownership over the things that they need to do to get to the next level. I would do the same thing if you're in any other industry. I like that. I've never heard the three E's there. Yeah, so that's ease, excellence, excellence, and enjoyment. Yeah, ease, ex- so ease it comes to you easily. Excellent, right. you're better at it than anybody else. And enjoyment, you actually enjoy, like you get out of bed every single morning and you're excited to do it. Right. If you're not excited to do it, you're never going to be consistent at it. And if you're not, as we know, if you're inconsistent at all, you will never see the hockey stick effect and you'll never see the rewards of compounding returns. And that's and people give up way too early on that. So they're like, they go to somebody like, do this. That's bad advice because you don't know how that person's programmed and how they're wired and how they naturally operate. It's like trying to tell a bird to be a squirrel <laughs> or it's like right. trying to like a fish to go climb a tree, right? It's like you're talking to a fish here. Like the fish just needs to be really good at swimming, right? The squirrel just needs to be really good at climbing. Let the squirrel be the squirrel. Let the fish be the fish. How does that fish operate in their world based on how they're programmed and still get an amazing result? And so we're getting towards the end of the show here. So we're going to jump on to some final questions here. What is one actionable step that our listeners should take today on their path towards financial freedom? If they haven't started with anything yet, they've read some books, they know what financial freedom is. What is the next actionable step that they should take? Find a valid mentor in your community and find a way to give them value so that they will invest in you and connect you with other people in their network. And and what's the best way to find, how do you get these guys to pay attention to you when you reach out to them? Is it 
already having some way that you can provide value for them or what, how would you get them, pull them in? First off, you need to put yourself out there. So people who are already have success, they don't want to spend their time with people that are not going to have any actionable items from what they share with that person. So what you want to do is take massive action to get noticed and then take advantage of getting noticed. So you can't just be like, you can't like, you can't just call the guy and be like, Hey, I want to meet with you every single month. What you would do is you say, I have done one, two, three, I make 700 phone calls a day and I do this and I door knock this many doors and I want to get to the next level and I respect you and I've been watching you and I love your content. Would you be open for me buying you coffee next week? And I could share with you everything that I'm doing. And if you have any, just like one piece of advice that could help me out, it would mean the world to me. And I'd be grateful. And then maybe if I find a deal, I can give you my next deal and and cut you like a great, right? So there's a hundred different ways to get creative. Got to show that you're willing to do the work before you make the ask. I love it. If somebody has time with you and they don't see that you're actually going to go out there and put these actionable steps into action, they're not going to give you any steps. They're not going to tell you how to get there. So make sure that they know that you're a doer rather than you say you'll do something. Um, Now, question two, what is one question that you wish I would have asked you during this interview and how would you have answered that question? A question, why are you doing this? Like why are, or like, where did it come from? What's your why? For me, it was the pain of being broke. I, it's still with me. I still have, even with the amount of money that we're making, I still have fears of going back to zero. And that's honestly what drives me. And what drives me is I see it in other people and it's destroying their lives. The financials are destroying their lives. And if there's some piece of information that I have that can help that person get out of that hole and see them get on the right path, it changes everything. It changes the family. It changes the level of education, the accessibility, the food they eat, the quality of their life, the healthcare that they get. And I've seen it. Like we have seen people who are just like us, who are in debt at zero with feeling trapped, get out and become a millionaire. We've seen it. We've done it through our company with multiple people. And that's what gets me excited. And because we were there and that's my why is like, how many lives can we transform by changing habits and getting access to information that they originally didn't have. So with people who want to transform their lives and find out more about what you're doing and how they can do it for yourself, for themselves, where can our listeners or viewers find out more about you online? Yeah, just send me a message. I'm really active on all of the social media channels now because I'm doing it on a daily basis. I'm trying to figure it out just like everybody else. It's not perfect. It's messy. And that's, I enjoy that type of process, but yeah, you can, I'm on Instagram, real estate jacks is my handle. You just type in John Brooks or something like that. I'm sure I'll pop up. I'm on LinkedIn. We have a YouTube channel. You can, um, message me on Facebook. Look me up John Brooks on Facebook. It's been happy to connect. Send me a message and I do voice memos. I send voice memos back to people and we can have a conversation. And if you're that struggling, there's a lot of people struggling right now. We're looking at the data very closely. And we want to see if there's information that we have that would be able to help you, or we can put you in contact with somebody else who might be able to help you if we don't have that particular skill set. Awesome, man. I appreciate all the time today, John. I know the listeners appreciate it as well. 
Thank you for your insights on how you would build to $10,000 monthly passive and keep on grinding. We're looking forward to seeing the social content that you're putting out and we will be on the watch. We'll talk in uh, maybe next year. We'll do another one of these and see yeah. what you're do by then. Awesome. Sounds good, Matthew. It's a pleasure meeting you and Thanks being on the podcast. Thank you so much. Freedom Fast Podcast. The show that teaches you to buy back your time and live life on your terms. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening and follow us online at Matt Amabile. That's Matt, A-M-A-B-I-L-E. Be sure to tune in Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for our weekly podcast drops. Thanks for listening. Let's retire together.